Hey Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. To stay at the top of their game, the Chiefs have trusted the University of Kansas Health System for their care. And you can trust them to care for you too. Whether you're a pro athlete, a student athlete, or a fan who likes to stay active, the care remains the same. Because the University of Kansas Health System cares for the entire Chiefs Kingdom. To request an appointment, visit kansashealthsystem.com slash chiefs. Back for another edition of Snap Tackle Pod here in week eight for the high school football season in and around Kansas City. You've never been to Whataburger, Dion Clisso? No. I grew up on it. It's life. Well, you're you're uh borderline Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Borderline Still, Oklahoma. After many nights of Oklahoma State losing uh in football or basketball, uh that was the only thing that uh you know got me through it is a little trip to Whataburger. Uh, on our drive home you know uh as someone who's been in different places sonic is the thing that i can remember as a child here in, in town was kind of the thing uh sonic uh, sonic yeah um right you know there's nothing you know when i live back east there's no burger joint in virginia that i go that that has become national or somewhat yeah um the the one burger place that i've gone out of town to that i that i would rave over would be in and out yeah. Uh, I'm a big in and out guy. I've had that in Vegas. Great. Um, that's, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of my, you know, would, I don't know if I'd stay, I wouldn't stand in line for any burger, but um, the, the in and outs, I have not had the Whataburger. Um, you know, the one in. Whataburger is more just kind of just a big old burger, um, big old bun where like in and out is great, but you get done with one. You're like, man, I kind of want to get it back in line for another. Yeah, if it's if it's a if Whataburger is a big bun, I'm kind of an anti big bun person. Oh, really? Okay. Um, my my mother in law, who is a fantastic human being, um, she is always in search of some sort of um, bun for hamburgers, and she tends to get these like bakery fresh or brioche or something like that. And we always tend to, when we have burgers over there, and we have burgers over there a decent amount uh, when we go over there on the weekends. Um, there's a lot of bun. And I'm a I'm an anti not a big brioche guy. I'm huh? not a big brioche guy when it comes to the bun. I have found give you like the plain great value uh, bun. I have found, and this is you know these endorsements are not sponsored in any way. The it could ball, be though, the ballpark buns. Know. The ballpark buns to me are about the right okay. size. With the, the what I found this summer here here at the Clisso House, we. Began to well, I got a gas grill. I went back to gas where I would I was many years a gas grill guy. Uh was a charcoal, then it became a charcoal go, girl, had Weber, all that kind of stuff. But you know, with just three people, sure. The charcoal going is a whole deal and it's a whole it's thing. A deal. It takes a while, yeah. It takes a while. Uh and I love to grill. So I luckily uh found a gas grill at uh Home Depot this spring for a hundred and thirty dollars. A Six, uh, you know, three burner. Uh, as, them. Yeah. Well, as a good friend of mine, Cole Young said, you could throw it away at the end of the year. And if you grill on it a decent amount, you, you make you made, money you back in truck. Yeah. So I then went to Costco and found these third pound sirloin Angus burgers and was grilling those, those with the ballpark buns. They're frozen. Not mind you. Um, but I also got away from the, oh, we need to find fresh hamburger. And then my wife needs to weigh them out and do, you know, those kind of, no, no. So the frozen ones on there, grill them up. We have burgers. 
the one thing my five foot nine, 105 pound child um, would eat was a double third pound burger with the ballpark buns and pound that down. He did. And he does. So I had no idea. He thought this much about buns. I had no idea. I, 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 well, I didn't, I didn't. I, I, I told, sure you told me you hadn't eaten it. A lot of burger. And here we go. Five minutes in. Well, I'm just saying, I, and I'm, I love my mother-in-law to death. I mean, but uh, the, there's a lot of real bready buns that have, have come through that make it hard to eat the burger. Okay. It's, it's, it's a lot to, you know, get, get down so try whataburger okay, okay. there's here's your your homework try whataburger you got one right down the street in blue springs yes on the north uh right right, right by i-70 in blue springs try it and then get back to me for next week okay i will that work yep all right uh, we done is that it that's it that's thanks all for thanks joining for joining us <laughs> uh no because we have so much to talk to back from uh week seven and looking at the week eight here High school football in Kansas City he's Deion Clisso of Preps KC I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41 uh, just a couple weeks away from the playoffs here, um, Dion, which means a lot of rivalry games, right? Towards the back end yeah. of the schedules, you have rivalry games. We had a couple big ones on the Kansas side last week. I want to start with Bishop Miege and Aquinas. It's kind of a low score, a surprisingly low scoring game that Miege uh, comes out on top of. Well, and, and Aquinas was banged up. They they came out of that Rockers yeah. game banged up, and so they were kind of down offensively. And Miege, I think, you know, they they come off the Rockers game. They get tested by Blue Valley, um, had to kind of rally in the second half to get that game. And I, I think they were just kind of maybe in a better mental position and physical position to be in that game than, than Aquinas was. You know, Aquinas coming off that tough uh, game where they they just didn't, um, you know, close out against Rockers. Yeah. They blew two huge leads. Uh, and so, you know, Miege was probably like more ready to play than say, no, no don't say that. that. That sounds bad. Because that sounds like a coach thing. I just think that maybe in a middle place they they were ready to ready to go, um, and maybe physically ready to go, and and they kind of you know imposed their will in that game. It was nineteen to nothing most of that game. Um, that being said, I think you know if they play again in a few weeks in the postseason, I I, I think it's still a toss up game. Um, mm -hmm. I just think Miege was was in a better spot and 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 took care of their business uh, against Quines. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought I'm, I'm not trying to be down on Aquinas. It just, that's the way that game looked. It just looked like yeah. Miege was in a better spot and they kind of handled it. I'll tell you what, we always talk about John Holmes teams, and those Bishop Miege teams talk about the quarterback, right? You think the high flying offense, it's always a, a receiver that's putting up, you know, 1500 yards or something like that. They got a defense this year. I mean, they, they, really uh, they held South Blue by Southwest to only 28 in a 51 28 win. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. Right. And you, you hold rockers to only 21, you hold Aquinas just to, to, to seven points. That's a defense. It's, it's played well this year. Yeah, it, 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 it definitely has. And I think, you know, coming into the season, that's what he, he'd said. He goes, our defense is pretty good and we can run the ball and we'll figure out if we can pass it. <laughs> they right. have been able to throw the ball uh, and, they, and they've done a good job. Um, with that, but uh, no, I, I think defensively, that's the thing you got to keep an eye on with this team as they go into the postseason, as, as things go down the line. Um, you know, they got Blue Valley West this week. They'll be tested. It's a good physical, tough, you know, rushing attack that they have. And, um, but no, they're defensively, they're, they're, they're tough. I mean, you know, Rock has been a team that's, that's uh, been able to impose their will and they only got 21 points on them. So yeah. Um, that's the thing about Miege, I think that, that will be their kind of the calling card as they go forward. If they're going to win another state title, um, their defense is definitely going to be one of the big reasons why. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another rivalry game on the Kansas side was Washington Wyandotte near and dear to my heart, man. I've been a lot of those, 
football and basketball games back in the day. And this was a good game. It's a close game. Why not is improving. Washington's definitely the better team, I think. Um, they, they've got more, uh, you know, and, and why not got an early lead and then, and then Washington kind of pull away. But they kept they kept fighting. And, you know, there's a great quote from Cameron Smith. He said, you know, that he was he had a lot of respect for the way Wyandotte, even though Washington got up on him, kept fighting and, and clawing and scratching and trying to get back in that game. And um, I think we're seeing – you know, it's t- it's tough sometimes when you when you look at the the Meadowlock League and those KCK schools to kind of see where the improvement is. You know, Harmon's given up big numbers, but they had their first. You know, we talked about them last week having their first yeah. lead in five years. Wyandotte uh, getting their first win uh, last week, but I think you're seeing some improvement out of those programs. Washington, I think, is the, definitely the best uh, program in that school district. Atchison's the best program in that league. Um, they're just dominating people. I'm curious to see them step out of league. And see what they'll do, uh, but no, I, I think that's a, a good win for Washington. They really are. Um, this is their best season maybe since 2019. Um, mm-hmm. They've had things going on. Well, of course, they didn't play in 2021, uh, so or 20, and then tw- you know 21 they came back. But uh, no, it's a it, it, it was a good game for both teams, and I think you're seeing growth out of both those programs. Yep. All right, I want I want to talk about uh, the the uh, the battle for Blue Valley. I've been here a long time. I've I've seen it recently where Blue Valley Northwest the best team, where Blue Valley North has been the best team. I, I remember what 08, a Blue Valley West uh, state title, and lots of years Blue Valley has been the best of the five. Have we ever been able to say that Blue Valley Southwest is the no, best? No, I, of the, I five? You know, the the if best. Not, they, we're saying it this year. The best they were was probably twenty twelve, um, and that's when they were. In a four A team, it was the third. Right, yeah, they, and they, that's the year that um, the third year since they had opened. They the first year was twenty ten, and they didn't have any seniors, and so they played a ton of sophomores. And when those sophomores became seniors, that was probably the best uh, year they had. Uh, they really are are outstanding offensively. They're going to hang forty points on you. Oh yeah, they're and you get to fifty. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like I mean, like you said, Miage is the only team to hold them under thirty. And they got the win. I mean, that's that's probably what you got to do. You got to figure out a way to hold them under thirty, because um, they can get up and down the field, and it doesn't really matter. Uh, defensively, they, I, you know, they've given up some points, um, and that that will be the question in, in the postseason. You know, will they will they be able to stop somebody if somebody stops them? Um, that's the one they're, question. They're I comfortable have. in shootouts, though. I mean, they're, they're, they're oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> How long can you run with us, team? Yeah, because we're we're going to keep scoring. <laughs> Well, and it's interesting because, you know, you look at a team like Mill Valley up until a couple of weeks ago, they didn't score as much and they they were offensively challenged, but defensively they were great. And that's probably the team that I think everybody would think that is, you know, them and Blue Eyes Southwest were the two teams, third DeSoto in that mix as well. But uh, it's going to be interesting because DeSoto's, you know, played pretty good defense, but they've been some shootouts too. So, yeah. No, Southwest is, Southwest is, uh, you know, don't plan on a two-hour game. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a while, uh, yeah. and, and there's gonna be a lot of points scored. So no, they've been impressive. And coach Anthony Ork has, has done a fantastic job. Dylan Dunn, their, their quarterback just goes out and, and, yeah. you know, gets it up and down the field. I mean, they're fun to watch. I mean, there's no doubt. It's funny. Those, those three teams, uh, Mill Valley, uh, Blue Eyes Southwest and DeSoto will be jockeying for, for position these last couple of weeks in, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks of the season, as far as the 5A East standings go, everybody wants to obviously play uh, play at home. And so Blue Valley Southwest, their season's ended on Mill Valley's field the last two years. DeSoto, though, of course, in the same district as Mill Valley, but I think they're eyeing Blue Valley Southwest more because 
Southwest put a whooping on them last year, and that's uh, who their season uh, ended uh, against. So uh, a lot of uh, uh, those three teams kind of going to maybe a round robin the playoffs. With well, and, and you, play. not that you could put your. I mean, all you could do is win your games and get get where you get. But you, you ideally, if you're one of those three teams, you only want to have to play one. One, yeah. You want to like. You don't want to play both. You, whether you're you might rather be the two. four seed than the three, right? Yeah. <laughs> One of the others is the two. Um, and uh, yeah, same deal if you're the uh, and I think I think all those teams, yeah, you want a home game, and I think all those teams travel. I don't, I don't, I think the, yeah. the, I think in high school, the, the winning the winning on the road is not necessarily as big a deal sometimes. Um, yeah, I, you know, sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. I, I think when it comes to the postseason. Your fans are going to travel. I mean, I I think that that's one of the situations. But you you definitely don't want to have to play both. Yeah. You know, you want to play. You, you you know, there's there's talk of you know in four A is like where's St. James because they're on the bottom half of the bracket and you don't want people to have to are, are they still people are still voting them third in like the four A poll right with the uh, yeah with I mean the that, I the, not 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 in my poll but I mean yeah. they're a dangerous team I mean they they went back and forth Blue Valley West last week they beat Pius. You know, two weeks ago, um, they've got Capen this week, so I think we're going to have a, a good idea of what five A looks like on the west side. Yeah. Uh, so you know, yeah, Ranky Ranky's been in the spot before. Right? It, the, nothing is uh, new to him and that staff of being uh, on the on the short side of a record right now, looking to make a run. Yeah. All right. Let's switch over to the Missouri side here. And Blue Springs rising a bit uh, last week. Now they both lost games. But both were more competitive games than we thought. First up was uh, Blue Springs. I mean, hanging close with uh, Rockers and the, the Kelly Donahoe bowl. Well, I, we talked about this before we started. From what I heard is that Blue Springs, yes, it was a close game, but I don't think that uh, Rockers was in danger of losing the game. It was 14 to 10. I think it was a late touchdown score. To 14 to 10. Um, Even 14 to three is close. Ask Rockers. I bet they weren't like the whole time. Like, ah, oh, we got this. No, yeah. I know, I know. I, I but from what I heard, is Rockers was the was the better team, and it, it showed in that game. Uh, South played well. Uh, they hey, twenty eight points on Liberty North, which is a hey, yeah, the most, Liberty North was scared. The most they've given up all, all season long. So, um, and I think you know it's one of those things that Andy Lehrman talked about before the season, and one of the things that he thought that they didn't play well against CBC last year because they didn't have adversity. They didn't have, hadn't really faced adversity um, during the regular season. You know, they lost to the Lee Summit North in week one. Um, and then Blue Spring South came in and hung. It, it's kind of, you know, there's no, there's no, you know, attaboys for coming close. Uh, but Blue Spring South has come close in the, the only game that they've been dominated was Rockers. Um, you know so what? I'm giving them an attaboy. So there's at least one uh, <laughs> for being close. So you know they've got they've got Blue Springs this week, um, and then they close with Liberty, and they're in a funny spot. They're in the the, the five seed in their district right now, of, out of five teams. If they were to beat Blue Springs, they probably would jump to the. I mean, they would easily jump over Truman to the four, mm-hmm. um, and then be behind Blue Springs, who they would have the head to head with. So they would jump to the three. And probably put them in position to play Liberty back to back weeks, just like they did last year, and not have to play Liberty North uh, in the in the second round, um, or have a second round or have a first round game. So we'll see. I mean, I think the Blue Springs Blue Springs South game this week is a toss up, um, but we'll see. But the, the, yeah, they sit 
they sit as a five seed right now. Uh, and then they, like I said, if they beat Blue Springs, they would jump um, and beat probably jump Truman and be in a spot to go from five to three real easy. At the same time, Blue Springs wins, they lock down a three, and I think that district is, is pretty much set. Yeah. Speaking of districts here, uh, it came out this week that Grandview, they're forfeiting their first four games. Is that right? Yeah, they were three and one of those games. So basically, technically, forfeiting three games because they already lost the game to Green Valley by a plus 13. So it didn't really matter. Um, yeah, they had an ineligible player um that uh due to due to some grade situations uh i guess that they didn't find out about uh and they self-reported to misha and so the the penalty of that is forfeiting those first four games like i said they're, so they're are they oh and seven then now no no they're three and four they were six and one going into gotcha they were five and one going the, the, into the updated schedule they are updated three and four now three and four okay uh, which so drops them down. That's the reflected district. in the districts, right? Yeah. They just okay. They're they they lose all they, those points. They lose they the take, win. They basically, they they take three 13 to nothing uh, losses. Yeah. Um, so, which is interesting because the three teams they beat, they 13 plus them easily. Yeah. You know, they beat Crispin 40 to nothing. Um, now it's a 13 nothing Crispin win. So it, it is what it is. And, you know, it's interesting. And I, I noticed this last night as I was typing in the district standings and we've had this discussion before that i type up the district standings for both sides of the state line and put them in put on our site there's i, I picture you doing it on a typewriter with a real oh uh, yeah you do think in, yeah take it out um the grandview is not alone in the forfeit game in missouri this year okay um there are several schools several like that i noticed and the way i noticed was a school would go from one and five to three and four. They would pick up two wins during the week because the school they had played and lost to had forfeited to them. Um, St. Pius the 10 out of Festus has forfeited games. St. Mary's, well, it used to be just St. Mary's in, in uh, St. Louis, and then they lost their lost their accreditation, not their accreditation, they, they lost, lost their, their backing. They lost their backing from the Catholic diocese. Okay. So now they're St. Mary's. Southside, which sounds weird, just an independent school. They forfeited games. Uh, of course, there's the notorious TDW Prep, which is not a Misha-sanctioned school, who's forfeited their entire schedule. I've then there's uh, then there's Donovan, uh, who in Class 3 hasn't necessarily forfeited, but just ended their season for lack of players. A Class 3 school, not enough players. The one the in coaches, Missouri? Yes, Donovan in Missouri. Uh, and the Don coach Kansas, quit. Uh, Kansas, yeah, County, uh, there's Donovan County, Kansas. But there's Donovan, a town, Missouri. Yeah. Um, uh, their coach quit over some sort of racial thing, and then they didn't have any players, so they just ended their season. So Grandview's forfeits are not a, you know, they're not alone in that in that situation. So, and I, I haven't. I was going to email Jason West over at Misha and be like, "Is it just me, or is there a lot more forfeits this year than normal? What's kind of." What's kind of going yeah. on here to see what the deal is? I, I know, like I said, Grandview Porter was for four games, and they self-reported. I mean, they they found out the kid was ineligible. Um, yeah, how often is it a self-reporting, and how often it is is it some other school? I don't know. I you know, it's it's funny because we went through all the COVID stuff, and nobody forfeited. Even though, you know, two years in, I was wondering why we weren't, you know, forfeiting game. You know. It was just a, you didn't have a game. You just were, you know, free and clear to cancel sure, yeah, game. Yeah, it didn't count, right? It yeah. didn't count. Uh, and and now we're back to four. You know, I, 
it's it's one of those deals that like when I was at the examiner back in the 90s, St. Mary's High School won a baseball state championship and had to forfeit it. Hmm. Well, I remember the uh Pembroke Hill. Pembroke Hill, the Vianis, yeah, basketball. Yeah, they had to they had to forfeit those two um with the with the Rush brothers situation and um yeah, it, yeah. I I the story from the Rush brothers situation when they were kind of trying to figure out what they were gonna do. Misha had a committee pulled together of like ADs trying to figure out what they're gonna do, and they met at St. Teresa's. They had it was such a weird deal. And they didn't know what the situation was um, because of some of the people involved who had criminal histories. Tim Crone was on that committee and he told me they were meeting at St. Teresa's with like police presence outside the oh. building wow. because they didn't, he goes, it was, it was like the weirdest thing he ever said it happened to in academics. Um, yeah. yeah. I remember the rush. So those are, you know, those are vacant state championships, I think, aren't they? I don't think that they yeah. awarded state championships. I think it's just vacant. Seems like that happens a lot more in Missouri than it does in Kansas. Yeah, um, I think I, sometimes I feel like Missouri dives deep into stuff. Yeah, and, I feel like they do. And like then the Trenthosic thing, right? Whenever his family is moving, right? Moving from, was it Nixa or Ozark? Ozark. Ozark to the Staley area, whether it was for work or sport, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't care. I mean, they moved a state away, and Ozark threw such a fit. To Misha, that that he wasn't eligible for yeah, an and the whole for sports, the whole you know, you check the box they're moving for athletics is it's interesting. Not like Oak Park to Staley, right? <laughs> right? It was it was Ozark, Southwest Missouri to Staley, which is funny. And I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. They used to check the box a lot more than they do now, and I think that people don't check the box now on whether they're moving for athletics, where Misha has to investigate, because I think there's some you know working in the margins on a lot of schools and i don't think if you check the box then the box might be checked on you so maybe yeah. you just want to right right yeah <laughs> no it's that's how it is you know fresh you know baseball you don't want to really challenge the guy with the uh with all the pine tar uh right because your guys have to but at the same time how do you how do you prove it's for sports especially nowadays when so many people work from home and and you're really going to investigate your parents' jobs. You're really gonna, I don't know. If, I, some, if somebody picks up and moves to a school district, I'm sorry. I've always said if they you pick up and move, play right away. I, I always said if you pick up and move, then that's fine. Yes. I think what we may be running into now is we moved. Yeah, that's, that kid, that's the big. You that's follow the that kid home like, and okay. he's. Yeah, I got an uncle over here at these apartments. Um, yeah. I You know, I heard of a kid from Blue Spring South who finished his career north of the river who was seen every night in blue springs <laughs> huh. yeah. during, during basketball season so you know yeah well know. that's going to turn that uh district seven for you know in class four kind of upside down right if, if grandview's right in the middle of it well like you've got uh yeah i mean it's it's definitely a district that uh changes things i think grandview's sitting what fourth now yeah in that fourth. district and so it's yeah Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. I mean, Behind Carl Junction, who won six. Yes. Um, yeah. So if you're in Nevada, you're sitting there thinking, you know, who am I getting the second round? You're definitely getting a better team than you were getting yes. before. Yes. Absolutely. Are. Because, you, you know, they're going to go. They, you they went were from gonna, probably. Uh, they closed with Car Carney and Grandview, which is probably, yeah. they were probably. 
they were probably looking at a, a seven and two or a six and three finish. So they were probably in these two games or which they're the underdog probably going in these two games. I think, I think Carney and Smith will have proven what they are. You know, if you're Nevada, you, you thought that maybe you'd get them in the district final and now you're probably getting them in the, in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and if you're also Nevada, you don't want to lose another game because you know, Lincoln prep is right there on your heels and Lincoln prep's yeah. going to finish out probably eight and one and hats off to Lincoln prep, by the way, talk about a team that um, really has, has got things going and and done well. So one last week, yeah. it changes things. You know, the, let's just say this on Twitter on Saturday, there was a lot of people throwing things out there that they had heard. And that's what Twitter is. And I X, I don't call it X. I don't give a crap what Elon Musk says. It's Twitter. Um, somebody will come in and change all that crap back when he's done playing around. Um, but as a journalist, and I consider myself a journalist. I went out, found out information, got the statement from Grandview, confirmed it with Misha on Sunday, put out the information that was happening. There's all these things about 10, 20 players, da, 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 people were putting out there. Yeah. Just because it's called social media, it's not the word media and journalism are sometimes put together, but yeah. the, 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 the things that you can prove are that they self-reported one ineligible player and they forfeited four games. That's all yeah. that, that's all that you can prove. And that's all that is real. Um, and other people reported other things, other people who are not journalists, they just have Twitter handles, which anyone can have. My 13 year old can have a Twitter handle. So take that for what it's worth. Um, so I think that it's important to note that that's what's happened. They're moving on and and now they'll play football. And, you know, it, what di- what sucks for those kids is Grammy was in position to have some home playoff games and things like that. And now they're not. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately it's because of the errors of adult, whether errors of omission or not doing their job, right. I don't know. Mistakes yeah. were made and yeah. now kids suffer. And we've seen that be a problem. And, and while you can say to Misha, well, come on now, it was just a mistake. But they have bylaws and that they have to go by, and that's what they had to do. Um, so that's what it is. You know, University Academy is not playing in the postseason because they made a mistake in terms of having, putting their numbers in. Um, so they're not in a classification. That's Misha's bylaws. Do I think that they should have been allowed some grace? Probably. But there's rules in place that need to follow. So the moral of the story is adults in those positions need to do a better job so the kids aren't penalized. Kids, get your grades. Yeah. All right. Enough on that. Let's move (laughs) forward. Uh, REMAX Big Three. We'll stay in Missouri since we're talking about districts here. At least some at North, at least some at West. Uh, 1.49 points separate the Broncos um, and the, uh, the Titans in District 6, in Class 6, they play this week. This is uh, it's the biggest game in Kansas City, right? 7-0, 7-0. Easily. Um, and the beauty of it, you can sit there and tell me points all you want. Doesn't matter. They're right next to each other. Whoever wins this game gets top seed. Nobody's nobody's coming to get them. Um, those two well, teams. Who do they both have in the final uh, final week? Any, anything, any weirdness that could happen? Uh, Lee Summer has Liberty North, but they could. But here's the thing. If Lee Summer West beats Lee Summer North and then loses the Liberty North and they're behind Lee Summer North, they still get them because they get the head-to-head. Head to head, gotcha. Head to head. So, so right next to each other, you flip flop, right? Yeah. So I mean, whoever wins this is going to have the head to head. I don't think that 
I mean, the only thing that if you're Lisa West, if you lost this week and next week, you might drop below Rockers, um, depending on how that shakes out. But um, that's the thing. It's like it, it's the head to head for these two teams is everything. Um, and that's yeah. the beauty of the that's the beauty of the Missouri system is that the head to head, which didn't used to be automatic. Uh, initially, it was a you had to have the votes. They would vote like a basketball district seating on whether or not to allow the team that beat the other team head to head to move up. Mm-hmm. And then that lasted like two or three years. And then they just made it. If you, if you have the head to head and you're behind you get the bump. Right. And it, and, this, and it starts at the top. So, you know, you can't be, you can't be the four seed and beating the three teams ahead of you and just keep bumping up. It yeah. starts at the top. So did one lose to two? Yeah. Then they bump. And then you yeah. go down to the next. So if you're Lisa on West or Lisa on North, you win this game, you're, you're in position to get that top seat. So that's, and I, you know, Lisa on West has been really the surprise team and as impressive a team that's been out there outside of week one, they've pretty much handled everybody. Now this is the toughest part of their schedule. There's no way around it. They've get the two number one and number two ranked teams in the state. Uh, so this is definitely, they're taking a step up in terms of who they played, uh, right here. So this is, you know, we're, we're gonna find out about, about both these teams. Um, Lisa North has done this, still kind of doing this, let people hang around for a little bit and then kind of pull away from thing. Um, I don't know if you want to do that with Lisa West because their defense is legit. Uh, they, they're not going to let you pump out 28 points in the second half. Uh, so, and they've got, you know, big time players just like Lisa North. So no good game. Looking forward to it. It's on Spectrum. Uh, I'm gonna gonna watch it. Gonna put some put some eyes on it myself. Uh, look forward yeah. to it. Speaking of tough stretches, uh, Ray Pack goes from Lee Summit North to Lee Summit West, and now at Liberty North. Uh, yeah, this, that's one of your big three games. Yeah, and I. It's kind of funny. I, I was texting with Cole Young last night. You, you look at you look at the state rankings, and and look, I'm sure they're, I'm sure the people in Sacramento are really enjoying their undefeated rank with it. There's some teams. Ray Peck is a team that if it didn't play in Kansas City, instead of being three and four, they might be six and one. Um, yeah. And it, it harkens back to, I think, 2013. Tom Cruise told a story where they went and they played at Columbia Rockbridge. They beat Columbia Rockbridge. And the AD, because Tom was the AD and head coach, walks over to him after the game. was like, hey, you know, Rockbridge AD goes, hey, good game. You know, we're, we're, we're hoping we can get to the state championship game so we can probably see you again. And Cruz walked off and he goes, we're the fifth best team in Kansas City. What is he talking about? <laughs> and they had a better chance of getting there than Ray Peck did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, well, they in fact played for the state championship against Blue Springs that year and wow. got hammered. But <laughs> that's that's kind of the way. Uh, I just wonder, you know, outside of like a DeSmet and maybe a CBC, I just don't I, – I feel like, like I said, like Ray Peck is a – I think if you look at the record, you'd say middling or average because they're three and four. I think they're a pretty solid team. They've got some big time players. Um, and, but I think they're, you know, going up against a Liberty North team who's definitely defensively going to be a little more focused uh, after Blue Spring South put up 28 on them last week. So it, it, I think it's a good game, but uh, you know, right Peck's the team you don't want to, you, you can't look past um, because I think they're pretty solid. Yeah. All right. And then the third Max big, uh, Big three game on the Missouri side. Carney is at Grandview. Yep. We talked about Grandview. This is not a district game, correct? No, because they're in two different districts. Um, 
And so I think this is for, for Grandview, you know, they found out at, you know, four o'clock, they were fourth in those games, came out and had kind of a, not a great game against Ruskin. So now they got a full week to kind of digest things. Carney quietly just gone about their business. Um, they hung 40 on a very good Raytown South defense last week. Like mm-hmm. That says a lot about them. That's more than Smithville scored on them. Uh, so this is a team that's kind of, you know, lost their first two games and and have just been like, oh, okay, we're still good. Bill Oots told me after week one, he's like, hey, Carney's going to be fine. Don't worry. Don't worry about Carney. They're still they're still going to be good. So, uh, no, this is for both these teams. This is this is a big time test as as you get ready to head the postseason. And then Granby's got Smithville next week. So, um, this is a a the Granby Carney Smithville best uh, have been the best class four teams in the city all year long, and mm-hmm. now Granby kind of gets to play the round robin here at the end of the year to find out uh, where they sit in that mix. Um, well, bonus game on the Missouri side, Oak Park at St. Joe Central. St. Joe Central's had a nice season so far. Is that because of the schedule? Does Oak Park have anything to worry about here? What do you, what do you um, think? Well, one thing one thing that uh, St. Joe, they can score. They've got good offense. Um, now, Oak Park's defense has been pretty good. Now, they gave us some points to Lee Summit in, in a back-and-forth game um, a couple weeks ago, uh, and that's that shows that they can, they can be scored upon. I, I like Oak Park in that game, but that's not discounting – I think St. Joe Central, this is a, a legit game, and I think St. Joe Central is very uh, talented and and well-coached. Reggie Trotter's done a great job with that program. Uh, I think Oak Park wins that game, but I think, like I said, I think St. Joe Central's legit. Their record is what it should be. I think they are they are what they should be. Uh, yep. They've earned that record. Yep. Um, over in Kansas, Remax, big three games, Mill Valley at Olathan North at ODAC. Olathan North, the only team to beat Mill Valley – Last year, both these teams come in with just one loss. Both of them, two, Gardner. <laughs> um, not to kick dirt on Hayden Jay's uh, grave there, but uh, no pick sixes this week, and uh, maybe you'll have a little better outcome than you did last year. Hayden, love you, bud. Up at Northwest, I'm sure you're enjoy- <laughs> enjoying life up there. Uh, maybe, maybe his worst game as a high school <laughs> player. Uh, last year, but yeah. uh, no bounce back and let his team to the state championship. But uh, I, I think this is an interesting game for both teams. Um, I think they a little call there. Um, I think they're both really talented. Uh, I think they're both have ideas of, of maybe uh, playing for a state championship. Um, and I think this is a good spot for, I think for both teams, you don't want to lose this game because it's positioning on your bracket. Sure. Um, yeah. But if you go out and it, it, it gives you a good test going to the postseason and figuring out where you're at. Mill Valley has really since the Gardner game offensively exploded uh, against some teams they should, um, but also um, that, you know, just because you should score a lot of points doesn't mean you always do. And early in the season, maybe Mill Valley wasn't lay the North to lay the North. I mean, they, you know, they they do what they do. Gardner's and they they came close against Gardner, even though offensively they didn't get a lot going on. Uh, TJ Porter was out that week. So I think that, you know, definitely uh, is a situation for them that they, they were not, full strength than I think they are now. So no, good game. I, you know, that's one of those, if you went and looked at the schedule being the season and started circling games. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely when you circle. That was, that was definitely circled uh, uh, for both sides. Uh, <laughs> over in Lawrence, we've got the battle for the city. I, I don't know what it's called. I just called it the battle for the city right there. The, uh, Lawrence at 
Free State. Uh, two teams with good starts this season. Well, more than starts, uh, good good record so far. Yeah, no, uh, you know, Lawrence got the two losses uh, to Olathe East and, and Gardner. Free State, uh, you know, Coach Stewart has done a great job with that team. Um, and that that whole coaching staff should be very happy. You know, they got a quarterback, Wesley. They're, they're the, the quietest 6 0 team out <laughs> They're the quietest. Said last Not year. only that, they're on the east side, or the, on the west side. So they don't, you know, both of them, they go west. So, I mean, if you're free state here, you get this win, you got to feel pretty good about yourself. Um, and Lawrence, too. I mean, and I don't know. I, I think this is the first team. Let's see here. Now, the, uh, they beat Olathe East, which has proven to be a good win. Like the East yes. too. That's the only team with a winning record they played. And so maybe that's part of it, right? And so they're, they, they host they've dominated. They the North the, the last two games. Things yeah. are going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but they've dominated teams. I mean, they've, I mean, yeah. I mean, they've they've done what they should do, and um, I think Olathe East is a pretty good team. I, I think that, you know they they beat Lawrence and uh, over two days, I and mean, that was a that was a yeah thunderstorm game. Um, the only time happened happened to play on the you know the one or two days it's rained here in the last three months. Yeah. Um, but but no, I I I think both these teams are really interesting, um, and I think this will be a fun game. And uh, you, you like I said, you talk about the quarterbacks, Wesley Edison. And then Banks uh, Bowen for for Lawrence, who started the season being a dual threat runner, and the last few weeks they've kind of opened up the passing game, and he's put up more numbers there. And Wesley Edison's more of a passer who can run type of thing. Um, so no, it's uh you know, as, as I always say, Lawrence Free State, the home of the dual threat quarterback. Doesn't matter what year it is, uh, they've got a dual threat. Usually just a Deneen. Well, there's been some Denines, but there's been other guys that have come through. Denines, not they haven't all played quarterback. I know uh, they've had the, what three Denines and two Tornadins, four, four Denines and two Tornadins, yeah. um, which help the dual threat. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, they've, they've been playing other guys. Two, two Denines went to KU, two went to K State, and uh, one Tornadin went to K State. Bryce went to KU, and then what, I don't remember where the other one is. Yeah, so no, uh, I. It's a fun game. Um, looking forward to kind of watching a little bit of that on on Friday night as well. And uh, it's like I said, it's uh, you both those both those programs are in good hands uh, and, and and doing well. Uh, and I think when when Lawrence and Free State are are good, it helps the sun the sunflower. And then next year, you know, they're coming back over to the East, which is going to make it even tougher. So yeah. Um, and we're just going to stay in the Sunflower League for the final uh, Kansas Three Max Big Three game. You have Shawnee Mission East. Uh, it doesn't matter at or where it's at their home stadium against China Mission Northwest home stadium at China Mission North. Um, another storyline we don't talk about uh, enough is Mark Simo is the head coach. Yeah, over at Shawnee Mission East, they're running the flex bone. He's got his flex bone card, right? And you have China Mission Northwest. I thought it's interesting. Uh, you know, Mill Valley gets routed by Gardner. They get mad. They take it out on Olympia South, rattle right the South. Olympia South got mad last week and took it out on Shawnee Mission Northwest. Yes. one nothing win. I'm wondering if, if they've passed the anger on to the, the Cougars. <laughs> well, and you know, I think Shawnee Mission Northwest was a team early on. They played Olathe North well. Shawnee Mission East is as I think steadily improved as the season. Three and three, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I think when the season started, if you'd ask people to hit three wins. They might have said mm, that's a lot for you they know. Won their out. last three as, yes. as well, and and, and it's uh, one was against the Northwest and Shine Mission West, Shine Mission North. 
Yeah. Uh, good way. And they were three points away from beating uh, Lawrence. Yes. And honestly, yes. I saw the first game of the year. They lost to Gardner 42 to seven. That's a respectable score, actually, <laughs> Gardner this year. Yes. Not bad. Yes. That's an attaboy right there. Yes. So I, I think this is a, that's why, that's why it's a big three game. It's a, a Shawnee Mission East team that's improved, showing improvement. The Shawnee Mission Northwest, when they're, when they haven't played, you know, some really good teams. They got a hand it to him by late South last week. That's the first kind of, that's first kind of like bad. I don't want to say bad loss. I think the numbers are bad loss. I think the South is a, a good team. So I, you know, anytime it's a good inter-district game. I mean, that, you know, they're playing another, both Shawnee Mission schools. Um, this is kind of teams that are trying to get into the middle class of the Sunflower League, you know, cause there's 75 teams in Sunflower League. So there's all different types of levels Feels of like that it. conference. Uh, so, you know, trying to get to that middle class and, and, uh, and, and, you know, with playoffs away, you know, with postseason coming, try and get yourself up, up that ladder a little more. And this is the game, you know, for both these teams to try and do that. Yep. Um, absolutely. All right. We've covered a lot here. Any, anything more? Whataburger. Um, so Sony watch, uh, Sony watch. We had that out last week. We'll update oh, yeah. this week with some different, we'll do Fontana. I think this week, um, Ty Williams only had 165 yards. Three touchdowns yeah, against Columbia. Quarter. I think he played a half. Really? Oh, They've got William Christman this week. Um, he may have to play a little more. We'll see. Yeah. But um, we'll, go, no. we'll, we'll dive into Simone Awards first things first next week. How about yes. That? Yes, we'll do that. All right. Enjoy so. your games on Friday nights. Check out uh, Preps KC as well as KCHB 41. You'll see Dion uh, both places. Well, you'll, you'll see his work. Both places, so can't. Wait. I'll, I'll be off. So, so I'll. You'll be, be. You'll be at uh, ODAC. ODAC, and I'm driving to K State after that. The little dad's weekend, just you know. Oh. They're both kids. Who's K State got this week? Um, they're on the road. Uh, at dad's Texas weekend Fall. with no football game. I like it that way. Hotels are way, <laughs> way more available. So. We'll see. You don't you don't crash at the fraternity house with the boy? No, I'm not sleeping there. Sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably a smart move on your play. Yeah. All right, Dion. Thanks so much. For Dion, I'm Mick. We'll see you next time on Snap Tackle Pod.